Good morning, this is Hot Honor Presents Empty Talk, a podcast where we talk, debate, review and create film and TV content, mainly from Britain. My name is Madulani and I'm here with Michael Honor. Yeah, yeah. Hi, good morning. Hello, I'm Imelda. And I'm Michael. And this is Hot Honor Presents Empty Talk. Empty Talk. Our first ever podcast. This is, where, this is where the applause will come in, and the applause will come in now. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> First one ever. First one ever, no, that's good. It's, I'm, uh, I'm excited to embark on this um, new journey with, mm, so with you. Oh man, that's sweet, me and too. And our, our little baby, Hot a Honor. Little, a little HH baby. Oh, HH baby. Um, so in this uh first podcast we're basically just going to be introducing ourselves giving you a lowdown on who we are yeah what we do and our plans to take over the fucking world damn, damn straight <laughs> uh so um do you want to start should i should i start yeah start? i'm i'm aware that i'm slurping into the microphone oh, so yeah. i'm really sorry i'm drinking a tea i'm a little bit ill i don't have the omicron i'm just a bit fluey okay well then i'll start <laughs> yeah you start sorry start. shit yeah you um start. okay so my name is Imelda. Um, I am a filmmaker and poet mm-hmm. from London, um, North London to be precise, Tottenham, Ooh. Tottenham, Tottenham. Yeah. Um, born and raised, and what I do specifically is I write for television, um, and that is one of my biggest passions. Mm. I think writing for television, um, creating amazing narratives, amazing characters, great stories. Yeah. Um, I have a background in fashion, uh, fashion styling, creative direction. Um, so I've dabbled in that in my uh, spare time. Uh, so yeah, I do that. I'm a poet, a spoken word artist specifically. Um, yeah, so that's that's me. That's a do whole lot of me. Do you want to do a poem for us right now? I don't. No, oh, nice. no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, my name is Michael Honor, the one and only. Um, I am a writer, director, musician, and maybe a first AD. Maybe maybe we can throw that in there. Yeah, somewhere. it's a sprinkling on top, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sprinkling on top. First and second, just to make money. But yeah, no, no, I am a writer mainly of... Um, mainly of films and features, but I do dabble in, in the old telly because um, everyone does it. Um, so I feel like I have to. <laughs> I, da- I dabble in telly. I dabble in telly. That sounds so wanky, yeah. doesn't it? I dabble in television. Yeah, no, um, I do a bit of television. I'm writing. I mainly write for, for film. And, um, yeah, I score. I um, make music. Um, yeah, and, yeah, man, that's kind of what kind of what I do. And yeah. Started HH with Imelda, and I guess we're both CEOs as well, which is pretty awesome. We're both producers. We are both producers. We both produce content. Yeah, we both we do we both do that thing. We're both we're overall all the triple threat. So yeah. we write, direct, and produce. Well, yeah, we well, all, bet, we yeah. both specialize in certain ones more yeah. than others. Like Michael's like a prolific director, and I'm Thank a prolific writer. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind Not of like to my own horror. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Like no, I, kinda, I like to I like to write. I like to make, kinda, I like to make stories. Yeah. We kind of do it because we kind of do it because you when you're starting a company and it's only two, two of you and you've got like two pennies to run together and you can't pay for like interns and shit you just have to 
do everything do yourself. Everything, you've got yeah. to write yeah. it, you've got to direct it, you've got to produce it, you've got to learn how to line produce, you've got to yeah. learn how to finance. The whole thing. Um, I mean, you've done a lot of artistic direction on our projects and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, I think it's just doing everything until we can delegate with, with finances. So yeah. if you're a, a investor out there, um, we, we are open to financial... <laughs> um, <laughs> Renumeration is that? Renumer. I have no idea what that word means. Money. Renum- <laughs> <laughs> we are open to financial gain. Yes, yes, yes. We are. Um. So I think what's really interesting is that um, we're both very uh similar, but also mm. we bring different things to the table. Yeah. I feel as though Mike and I met nine years ago. Um, yeah. in twenty twenty. Twelve was that nine years ago? Yeah, yeah that was nine years ago. 20, September 2012. 2012 is when Michael and I met, Very long and time um, he was heavily invested in music. I was heavily invested in fashion, though we both had uh, amazing, I guess. Um, stories to tell. Yeah, um, we told it in very different ways, mm. but I feel as though coming together. I think these past couple of years, specifically on film, was like a rebirth I mm. feel especially for the both of us in in terms of like our personality yeah. and the way that we wanted to make our stamp on the world mm. um uh yeah so like explain to me how Hot Honor like came about and like what happened uh, with that and how it started and that whole thing oh my god okay so HH started um very organically actually um we were working on a feature that I had written a version of a feature I've written called Purple, um, which was a supernatural coming of age drama. Um, it probably wasn't that when it started. It, it was just like it wasn't a supernatural. No, movie. Was, I mean, it was, it was like four girls superpowers. Four girls are super. You know, we're gonna do something for the black community. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna change we're gonna the change face the of black world. film. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was like the goal in the beginning, yeah, was it? Like literally. we're gonna we're gonna be the black people. The black people to, to do, change everything. change everything. Yeah. To yeah. do what we need. Yeah. To never made everyone anything. else to do, yeah. We've never made anything, but we'll just go into any meeting and yeah. just be like, we love you so much. Here's four million pounds. Yeah, literally. Wasn't <laughs> like the first, the first ever film, yeah. that film, the budget mm. was 10 million, 10 million. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> That Christ. was what we wanted. We wanted so a budget of 10 million pounds. 10 Twi- million. What was that? 2018, towards the end, yeah. I think. Yeah, we, we were like... It. Yeah, we got the budget together and we're like, yeah, we're going to need 10 million. We're going to need 10 I mean, million to be to fair, To be fair, it's got a lot of the effects in it. Um, I mean, at that point, at that time, we had no idea what we that had meant. no idea how yeah. the budget worked. Yeah, but um, the film right now, I think, could probably work on a budget a lot smaller, but it still need a couple mil to be done. But I know, yeah. but like, I mean, but ten two, million. The is, thing is, is, how how old were you? Like twenty, like twenty one, twenty two, like going. <laughs> yeah, we've never million. made we've never made a film before. Yeah. We want ten and million pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made a budget once. It was a shoddy budget. Hundred percent. It was. It, it was whole, really bad. The, do you know what? You have to look back and admire the vision, mm, but uh, mm. it was. It was hot. It was terrible. Yeah. It was, it, but then the thing was, I think the thing is like, I think the thing that kind of propelled us was that we were just so hungry to do something, mm. and well, actually, we were specifically hungry to kind of. I think this is a journey and probably something we'll be talking about a lot, trying to define or trying to trying to find a, a space for blackness that wasn't that wasn't like um that wasn't like 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 what's the word? Like it wasn't um 
projected by someone else or projected yeah. by a company. Yeah, 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 we yeah. felt like that because Black British film is very very small and little to none. We yeah. really wanted to make rom coms and sci fi's and fantasy films yeah, yeah. And, and, and all this kind of stuff and T V well, shows. Well I and, think that we have always found ourselves on the fringe mm. of society, like on yeah. the fringe of culture, on the outskirts of yeah. every group every, every in which yeah. that every in the place. in the groups in which we see in schools yeah on the street yeah on tv we've yeah. never been part of a group well, well yeah well because because we've always been the whitest yeah and, or or been the blackest yeah and in different in, in different, different scenarios, scenarios. In life. so I, I i had spent secondary school in a place called preston northwest of england next to blackpool shout out to the prestonians out there butter pies and all that yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah and um i was i was like one of the only black kids in my school and um very very little most people were mixed race and um that was weird because I was like the blackest thing mm. that had my white friends had ever seen. Yeah. But then I went to St. Charles, shout out to St. Charles and, and West London and Labrook Grove and all them people <laughs> out there. Right, right, right. Know who you are. Um, yeah, but then I was like the whitest thing there. Do you understand? And then I'm sure that you've had sim- you've had the exact similar situations. I've had the exact se- yeah. The, what's interesting with my story is that um, I was born and raised in Tottenham solely only mm. primary school Tottenham secondary school Tottenham yeah. and then I decided to run away and yeah. uh, go to West London yeah. in my ignorance I thought oh, black people don't live in West London of yeah. course I'm, I'm going to go there um, yeah, yeah. and I went to St. Charles yeah, and uh, I was sorely mistaken uh, there were no white people there <laughs> White people um, so, are, the, are the minority at so St. Charles. I, so I, in my secondary school, very small secondary school, mm. 300 students in the whole school. Yeah. Um, John Loughborough. Right. Shout out to John Loughborough. Yeah, man. You helped. Gets went to John Loughborough. You helped and traumatized me all at the same time. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was one of the, I guess, quote unquote, white people. I got called white a lot. Mm, Oreo. Uh, Oreo. Okay. I got called posh. I was just like this sort of anomaly. Yeah. Um, I was an anomaly, really. Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily. I didn't. I didn't feel like I fit in very well. I think I was obsessed with emotions and obsessed with like love, and I mm. loved reading books, but I also loved yeah. rom coms. And my my music taste was a little bit different. Everybody yeah. was listening to Afrobeats and Bashment, and yeah. I was, and I liked those things, but I was also really. In, I enjoyed like. Avril Lavigne is my life. I'm you know, like, I love a bit of Avril. Pop punk is oh my, my thing. God. You know um, what I mean? Paramore, the greatest band to ever walk yeah. And I think that, especially when you're in your formative years, you're growing up, you look for things to be cool. Well, exactly. And when what you like is deemed as strange or the yeah. outside, you're like, Oh, okay, well, I don't fit into these groups. Because well, every cr- every group is trying to be popular at that point, isn't it? Everyone's trying to be like pop culture. Or everyone's and it's trying like, to everyone's connect. Everyone's trying to be in some group, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Everyone's trying to connect within a group. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about being black in a white space or black in a black space is that like, if your interests are a little bit out there, mm. which... To be honest, it's not out there to like Avril Avril Lavigne. It's not out there to like Paramore. It's not out there to like Fall Out Boy. No. But it is to black people sometimes. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, because people, there's certain people that just won't watch Kerrang. And mm. that comes from the fact that their parents would be like, why? I used to watch Kerrang when my aunties were around. And I'm like, why are you listening to this devil music? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. Because of course, you're seeing like white kids and like, in like black, all black. And they're got their nails painted and they've yeah. got like these eyeshadows and like ah! you're like this is not this is not what's kid yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, this yeah, is not yeah. what kids should be listening to yeah, yeah, but yeah. um yeah man it's just 
it's strange. It's strange because everybody wants to be in those groups. And when yeah. you're in those groups that people are kind of like, also we live in segregated areas, mm-hmm. don't we? A lot. And even in the UK, which I don't think people really realize is that, especially overseas, but we do actually live in um, quite, segregated areas yeah not as much as other places not as much as America, there but there is there there's mm. more ethnically diverse people in certain areas in certain than spot. there are in other places 100 100 percent, and um yeah and i think that that can really affect group think and 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 group group identity and i think mm. that group identity is a really weird thing for blackness because there's such a hold on blackness yeah and i think that um bringing it back to where we were what we were talking about i think that kind of coming through this like both finding each other mm. and having a bit of this identity crisis together and then wanting to be like man we want to be able to be in a space where like you could watch a black bridgerton and not think it's a black bridgerton or like you could watch black characters in the same format of friends and not think it's and not think it's like black friends well i think you know the, I, mean? I think the main thing for us is the reappropriation of the word black and yeah, what it means mm. and and kind of stripping away um the negative connotations yeah. um within the community itself exactly and but keeping the great stuff keeping the things that make us um i guess connect with each other yeah um so that could be um our parents you know, that our, our parents having a similar sort of story coming over to mm. this country and, and struggling and da, 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 all that mm. kind of stuff. You know, um, I yeah. always talk about black femininity and how mm. that connects um, black women together. What color should I do my braids? Yeah. Why has expression gone up to yeah. 2.99? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like those these stories are, are so beautiful to have as but a these things, But these things are cultural. Exactly. And, that, and, and I think the dichotomy of race is, is frustrating sometimes because it gets in the way of culture yeah. because it's not necessarily based on our skin tones. It's mm. based on the fact that we're African. Yeah. And, um, and, but then it is also based on the fact that we're African and British or, mm. or we're Caribbean and British. And, yeah. but then we've been labeled this term of blackness, yeah. which we've reappropriated and yeah. we've turned into this thing where it used to be not being allowed into, into shops and pubs and bars. And now we've made it this thing where it's like, this is our culture. This yeah. is who we are. Yeah. And, and, um, but it's weird sometimes because it's like, it's all, it can also be quite restricting mm-hmm. because it's like, blackness can only be connected is usually connected to like working class culture yeah do you understand what i'm saying and then there's certain black people that have that um, i don't know it's we we find it in all rappers don't we mm. as soon as rappers get a little bit famous or they get loads of money or they become like Kanye west and they become like billionaires mm. we then go well are you can still connected to this culture because this culture is so based on the fact that we've come from struggle. What about the people that haven't come from struggle? You yeah. find that in like certain certain people that, that have lived in upper class situations or middle class situations, they yeah. kind of find that weird. Africans that have come over here and live middle class lives, they're kind of like, well, I don't know how to connect to this. And that's how, there's, what I'm saying is that there's so many layers yeah. that that literally kind of permeate who we are as individuals. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and um, when we were, when we were younger, the conversation was not as, um, as, as intelligent as it is right now. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. we were younger, I think what we wanted was we just wanted a space where blackness could kind of be freedom. So yeah, we, started, yeah, yeah. we started pushing purple and we started pushing it to all these companies. And, and um yeah, and then after that, I think Amaldus came on as, as art director. Yeah. And I was the director and writer. And then we just kind of started producing it and started like 
connecting meetings and we got in touch with people at Netflix and yeah. started talking to people here and there. Yeah, and I then... think that like the journey of, um, I think what Purple for me represented uh, was this sort of, kind of similar to that idea that you were talking about, about mm. freedom and blackness being freedom. Yeah. Um, but we were living it in our um, vision. And our well, yeah, and I feel so like, true. And I feel like, we went through so much and we learned so much. I think well, yeah. we were so naive. So naive. And we went in, you know, we burst into the industry. Like, mm. this is what we're going to do. Mm. Nobody can ever say that we can't do it. 100%. We're going we're gonna to get the cast together without yeah. actually having any sort of... It was such a fuck you of, mentality, yeah, wasn't it? It was yeah. so like, we don't need anyone. We don't need anyone. We'll we're going to do it we'll ourselves. Find, we'll, find yeah. our, we'll find our crew. We'll get it together. We'll, we'll find, we'll the, find money. the money. We'll find the money. Whatever. 10 million. We'll we find did, that. We did a whatever. lot of it. We just didn't yeah. do the thing that's the hardest. We didn't do the thing that's the hardest. Is, I mean, we tried. And to be fair, I, I would argue that if both of us were middle class, I think we would have funded it. 100%. Well, this is the thing. I always say to myself, like... Wouldn't have been a good movie, but... Being... being <laughs> I mean, there was massive <laughs> yeah, issues yeah. with the screenplay. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a good Let's movie whatsoever. Let's just put that out so it doesn't sound like, yeah, we would have made them... If it's we were the rich, movie. we would have made it. But it's like, yeah, no, it would have been shit. But yes. Yeah, so. It would have been... A, it wouldn't have been a great film. No, um, no, no, It probably would have bombed. I know coronavirus would have... Would have, would have ravaged it. it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Would have taken Those it right investors out. would be yeah. out here looking for their money back. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, we'd be lawsuit after lawsuit <laughs> after lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so true, so but true. No, yeah, it was um, it was a massive sort of uh, learning experience, mm. and I think that um, you know, being working class, I think restricted um our access to resources. Yeah, and I always say this: I say um, you know, being poor, mm. you know, if we if poverty gave us the same access to resources that being middle class did mm. then we'd be on the same yeah. playing field like the the the, the playing field would be leveled out a little 100%. bit 100 percent um be, but because you're poor yeah. because you don't have connections yeah. because you don't have a rich uncle or yeah. you don't have someone that works at the head of this or yeah. you don't have or, or you, you don't know how or to, your parents you didn't go for a drink yeah yeah you don't yeah. know you, you don't know how taught, to present yourself you in a didn't meeting. go to the best school that didn't 100%. teach you how to write an email or yeah. didn't teach you this or that or, you weren't born into filmmaking exactly yeah. you haven't like, been on set exactly that yeah. kind of stuff sets you way back it does it really does um, it really does but i think what was what is actually kind of um funny about the situation is that our quote-unquote whiteness almost almost helped us in certain areas the fact that we the fact that we had the fact that we had had connection like you know like we always talk about that seven seven degrees of, of separation, separation. Yeah. and we were we were connected to certain individuals who allowed us to like be on film sets or that's allowed actually us that's to, interesting mm. because i don't agree Okay. I don't agree. I don't think that our quote unquote whiteness got us anywhere. I think it did. I feel like, I don't feel like that. What I feel like was our hunger. Yeah. And, but I our, think... and our um, ability to egg each other on. But what I think is, but what I'm saying is it's not necessarily, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that me and you are white and that's what got us through because we're not. <laughs> what I'm saying is the yeah, things that people... No. The, and that's almost pride. It's like I'm not white. I I I worked really hard to what, get where we are. What, yeah. But but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that the things that people saw in us and they were, and they were like, oh, you're different. The difference actually helped a lot. Do you understand what I'm saying? The difference in the different groups that we were in helped a lot because we were around lots of different individual individuals who 
helped and gave us great opportunities. And because yeah. I don't, I don't want this to sound like Kevin Hart at all, where it's like, where it's like, hey, you just work really hard and you can be like us and you can have a production company. This shit's hard. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, and and we didn't come through through like the urban route, but we didn't come through through like the quote unquote urban route, which I hate, or or we didn't come through the film school route either. We yeah. came from this really weird kind of my corner melder shaped hole where it was through the people that we knew mm. we, we had so many like business meetings yeah. with individuals like um siblings who worked for people who started businesses yeah. we'd sit down with them and have meetings with them and they'd tell us how some things that we found helpful some things that we didn't yeah former bosses yeah. friends i mean we had a lot of people that just kind of helped us kind of like, well, I feel like pushed yeah, down this way but we, we were also we, very hungry yeah i mean we scrapped yeah. we scrapped and Super we scrapped. and we sort of you know used any possible yeah um connection yeah. we had yeah who did i used to work for yeah whose number do i have in my yeah phone? uh who likes my stuff on instagram yeah um, does this could this person know this person yeah where do i go yeah do you think i could get this person's email yeah, yeah. okay let's and find all of that it let's, let's find it how do i send an email yeah. you know we we had this massive thing and i feel like we should like talk about it and help other people get around this block mm -hmm. that i can't read the script because it's unsolicited oh my god that block oh my god I, don't send me your stuff because i can't read it it's Bullshit. unsolicited because we sent so many so many of my scripts got sent and ne none of them are unsolicited now they are because i have an agent but um before yeah yeah all, all of them were unsolicited yeah. when we were sending them yeah do you know what i mean yeah. but we'll just yeah 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 it's yeah true. it's just how, how to get around that yeah. Do you know what I mean? What we can, how, what, how to get yourself in the room because we we, we finessed ourselves into an into a Netflix meeting. Yeah. And that made some real strides for us just for at the time it at did. the time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the time and, and like learning loads more about the industry and getting into these meetings and understanding that actually half of these meetings aren't gonna propel you, but they're gonna give you information that you need to know. Yeah, because I think, I, do you know what's so funny is that that year yeah. or two of yeah. what year specifically working, just for the people 29 2019 the year of 2019 well wow. i would say yeah. end of 2018 tw end of 2018 yeah because that's when i quit my job yeah and i was like i'm gonna be a freelancer and yeah. i'm gonna do film one second one second just because i feel like we're we're bouncing around a lot so we started purple in 2018 in 2018 um we started hot honor we started hot honor at the end of 20 no, beginning of 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Beginning of 2019, that's when it started. I remember it yeah. was like around like maybe March, mm -hmm, April mm -hmm. times. I think Hot Hunter was like a thing. Yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. like, it was a thing for us. Yes. And that's just what it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was what it was. And I was yeah. really, I think that the end of 2018, mm. 2019 was the intense film school yeah oh it my was god like majorly intense film school <laughs> super crazy um and i think maybe even like not even 2020 because that's when we locked down yeah um but those years those like one and a half years yeah, yeah it yeah. was like so intense like super crying intense. stressed out oh no money nothing to eat well, yeah like yeah going well, because, to the south bank every what day we were trying to do was we were trying to make a feature film in the space of a year with 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 basically no nothing. no experience with no, nothing no with, experience, with, with yeah. our hands yeah yeah and um 
we we kind of dedicated ourselves and we made this list and we spoke to so many industry professionals and we kind of utilized every opportunity and every person mm. that could help us in any way shape or form yeah. we really tried to cultivate as many relationships as possible to try and make this idea work mm. so i was drafting scripts like 24 yeah. 7 um but we were doing things like we started off with like a fucking 365 page, page script <laughs> and then which i sent to um an executive um, who told me that they weren't going to read it because it was really long and I got really annoyed about that and I was like if I was Quentin Tarantino you would have read the script and he was like yes but you're not and that was a very <laughs> valuable like yeah. lesson it was because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no I'm not Quentin Tarantino no one no one nobody is obliged to read my writing yeah. and that was a real bitter pill to swallow yeah. and then we learned about the 120 rule and then yeah. I was very against the 120 rule for a very long time just because yeah. of pride and then yeah. we and then we basically the 120 rule for anyone that doesn't know is um, especially when you're starting up a lot of people want your your, your scripts to be about 120 pages but that's even a that, lie but that's because it's a page a minute so the, a minute. the general rule is like um, a page equals a minute of screen time yes which so, is true and every film should be between an hour and 30 to two hours yes so your scripts should be mirroring that yeah that's why it's like if your script is over 120 it's more than two hours well, i'm not gonna read it well even to add some what i found was i hit the 120 pager and people didn't read it because yeah. people people <laughs> don't actually like to read scripts um yeah, it yeah. depends who you are if you if you're just sending something cold it's more than likely not going to get read yeah. but if you're sending it to someone that you've met you've had a relationship with they'll probably give it a read yeah but, but then there's, that's there's, where we there's came the into... um, there's a ten there's a ten pager rule, which I think is the most important thing to think about. Which yeah. is everybody will read your first ten pages. They'll read your first ten pages. Well, and... I well, this is the thing. I think that we came to that, but yeah. then we also moved on from that and yeah. went to we need to make a pitch. Yeah, yeah, Le yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. pitch needs to be short because yeah. what they want is to be engulfed in the idea before having to read the yeah. read anything of the script oh my God. because people say. They don't read your action. Yeah. They skim it. They skim your action. They don't. They yeah. don't actually. They go straight to the lines. They go straight to the lines. Yeah. Is this interesting? Is this funny? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And you're spending ages going, racking your brain over this word. Ran down a glistening high street, and the, and the lights are shining like Christmas bells yeah, in, yeah. in the evening. And they don't read any of that shit. They, they go, don't like Hello, that. hi. What's what are you funny? doing? Nothing. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah, read yeah. the fucking dialogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's horrible. So it's like, okay, log lines, tag lines. Yeah. Your about has to be short and snappy. Yeah. In a two pager, well, well, what let, are they let's, interested let's explain, in? It? Let's explain. Let's explain what. Um, let's explain what a project pitch is. So, like a project pitch or a series bible is literally like a document. So it's almost like a presentation that you could make on PowerPoint or. Um, there's a website called Canva, yeah, which we is love amazing, Canva. Um, great to use. Where basically you'll you'll do like maybe or even Word. I think you can or do even, it on Word. Yeah. Even Word. I mean, we do visual stuff. I mean, most a lot of people from what you see on if you if you go on Google and type in like project pitch. Um, or even series bible like there is a yeah. um Stranger really Things has a really good one. Yeah, there's a website where it just shows We'll you post it up in in the in the comments when when we remember yeah. or in in the in, in wherever some you can read it. Some some so, yeah, some <laughs> box that that Mark Zuckerberg has made yeah. for us to put information out. Um but yeah, no. Um yeah, yeah you'll you'll have like you'll have like a your pitch will basically be a rundown of like you like Amel just said it's like a log line a tagline a, a basic in information yeah, and then you've got like an about of, of like so why you've written the script or wider context of yeah. what's it about what you're trying to reach yeah. all that kind of stuff then mm -hmm. you'll go into 
the actual like pilot itself or the script itself and you'll do like a which i hate like a quick rundown of your what story happened, yeah. which i think is annoying because you've already written a script but now you've got to write like an abridged version yeah. i mean <laughs> so, this is a, yeah. well this is a, interesting because it's a very fast paced industry yeah people need to read it and read it quick really quick so you need to present your stuff yeah. quickly yeah as if like I've only given this, you want to read this in your break. Because these not, people are yeah. emailing high-profile people. They're trying to get deals with high-profile people. These development, these heads of development have to sieve out yeah. crap. Well, maybe, so maybe, they can send yeah. it to the executive. So they get a pat on the back. So what exactly. you want to do is give them something, a nice bite size, whatever mm. it is, so they can read, digest yeah. and move on. Well, quickly, I don't think quickly is the right word, but I do think it should be like precise, like a small, precise bit of information. Because yeah. I think what you want is nobody wants to read it. Think about yourself at work. You don't want to read something that's 20 pages long, but you will watch a 30 second video. You will read a two page thing. Yeah. And, and if it's filled with pictures and it's interesting and, it, and it's got like, and it's got, and it's quick and it's, um, and it's snappy and yeah. it, it gives you an image. It will give someone, if it can interest someone in a couple words, yeah. you're more than likely to get someone to go, send me the script. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You need to interest them in a bite size. That's why everyone says, work on your elevator pitch. Yeah. And an elevator yeah. pitch is so basically like, being able what, to... Yeah, what's it about? It's about X, Y, Z. Yeah. This person does that. That person does that. They go here and this yeah. is what happens in the end. Yeah, we so, used to practice those all the time. Like, it's just, it's important to know that kind of stuff because yeah. people need to invest in the idea, especially in the day and age of yeah. no more original content, oh no God. original screenplays. Yeah. People need to know that what you're saying is good, that yeah. the idea is good. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? And is an audience going to want it? Is an audience good? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, which we can have another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, Jesus. Like, in terms of like what we do mm. um, now yeah. and our aim as a company, yeah, like our slogan is rewriting the British story. Rewriting the British and story. What does that mean to you? Like how, what, in a nutshell, what does rewriting the British story actually mean? Because I think that some people could be offended by that, but also good. I think that it's quite interesting to, to yeah. figure out what that means. For well, people. I think I think rewriting the British story to me means being able to see a new British film industry. Um, and this is specifically based on HH, Hot yeah. Honor. I don't care what the BBC does. I don't care what Netflix does. I don't care about you and your diversity quotas and um, your four black people on the back of your films. I don't care about that. What I care about is what we what re, we write and what we do. Rewriting the British story is having a company that writes black British content for everyone yeah. and redefining Britishness Britishness isn't just white Anglo-Saxons. Mm. Britishness is um, Jamaicans in Birmingham. It is Sierra Leoneans in Scotland. It is um, Ugandans in, in Newcastle. It is um, black punk rockers. It, yeah. is, it is black people that have never felt black. It is, it is this idea of blackness being completely freedom mm. and um, with no political agenda. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is about conservative blacks. This is yeah. about liberal blacks. This is about, this is about how I understand whiteness and whiteness is everything, mm. everything and anything mm. to the point where white people don't believe that whiteness is even a thing unless it's adjacent to blackness. Mm. And I want to have the same thing. I don't want to constantly have to, write things and, and explain to people why they are 
why it's black and why it will do well for the black audience. I just want to be able to like write a story that people are going to mess with and, and be like, this was a great film. I, um, and I think rewriting the British story is being able to take content that can represent people that have never been represented before, but for everyone. Yeah. Well, I think um, that's, that's interesting. And I think that I'm similar. Mm. Um, I think that the reason why I feel like rewriting the British story um, is so poignant and the reason why we came up with it for the company was for me personally yeah i i had never seen my um experiences mm. uh represented on screen yeah in someone's eyes who looked like me yeah so it wasn't just i didn't see a black girl on screen yeah it wasn't just that it was I saw myself on screen, but I saw myself on screen through someone who didn't look like me. Through Rachel from Friends. Yeah. yeah I saw yeah. myself in American TV shows. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see myself... In Living Colour, yeah. I, I didn't see myself in, um, I don't know, in, um, Biker Grove. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't see myself in... EastEnders. I yeah. didn't see myself in what else was British. Didn't, I, didn't, um, I didn't see I myself in Attack the Block. You, yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? And I think that um, what what was the most difficult yeah. was trying to um, understand that I on screen mm. I wasn't there. Yeah. But when I went to school, there were there were a few like yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? There yeah. was and they there had was a cousins people, and they had and they cousins were, and they and had they friends. were all different and they yeah. were all different and I was like. Why isn't this richness yeah. and this understanding, not the caricature of yeah. it, but the honesty of it, the Talk intricacies, it. the nuances of that. Why is that not? Because we're very British. Super British. We're yeah, so super British. British. Yeah. Why isn't that on screen? Why can't I sort of un- see the, the ugly sides of my personality mm. and the great sides of my personality and my friendship group yeah. on TV? Like is that is that yeah. not allowed? Well, it's because it because it because to do that means that you need to write three dimensional characters, and I would almost make the argue argument that in the majority of TV shows and films that represent or claim to represent Black British people, they're not three dimensional. Enough, or there's not enough. I, I I haven't. I don't think I could name three projects or maybe four that are three-dimensional representations of black Brit- black Brits that aren't coming from a political side or coming from a, we need to write about this or we've got, we've got so many people that are defining what our art should be. Yeah. So now if you want to tell a traumatic story or you want to tell, you want to tell a three-dimensional traumatic story or a three-dimensional happy story or a three-dimensional comedy, mm. you're not going to be able to do that because it's going to have to work within this zeitgeist that's been created by companies that are mainly owned by white people. And they're going to tell you, these black stories, if you want to work with us, they have to be hopeful. And then we go, what, what, does, what does hopeful mean? Yeah. What does hopeful mean to you? Yeah. And it's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's difficult because I feel like um, what I want to do is um what i want to do is be honest Mm. and be true yeah and i feel like we should be able to have the opportunity to do that regardless of what skin color i am and regardless of where i'm from it doesn't actually matter but because i claim to be a british person i am born and bred here and there are millions of people that are exactly like me facts my story deserves to be told yeah. because my life 
exists 100%. and it affects people 100%. and the way we look at the media the way i look at the media is affected by a larger scale of things 100%. everything needs to be represented well yeah but, so you can get an accurate picture of what britain well also what britain is but like. then also but then also i think sometimes i think you can i could hear the right-wing conservative on what listening to this going but why does it need to why do you need to be so focused on blackness why does it need to be this and my thing is this all i'm asking for is shameless is a space like now whether this where there's shameless skins downton abbey eastenders hollyoaks um sex education um er um, <laughs> Jamin, um, um, Lucifer, um, Jamin, do you see how different all of those concepts are? Yeah. But we would never- Everything for, on the BBC. Everything on the BBC, <laughs> but we would never ever, for one minute, go, that's white content. Of course We not. would never do that. There is a massive difference between Shameless and Lucifer. But if you're, if you're a black Brit, and, and we, have, we have spoken to the heads of these companies, yeah. and we have spoken to the people that run these companies and been like, Oh, here's a here is a here is a story about six black kids that live in a working class area in London, and it's a comedy. Mm. It's a work. It's a it's a coming of age comedy or a, a, a dramedy, and we get told it can't be like Top Boy, yeah. or no, because we've already got Top Boy. How ridiculous would that be if we switch it and we're both white now, and I bring you Shameless, and you go, well, no, we can't have that because we've already got Lucifer. And the only connecting figure is the white people. White, the yeah. fact that they're white. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, and I think that people can see this. It's almost annoying because it's almost like every word gets co-opted. And when it gets co-opted, it's like you can't really have a conversation anymore because every term is loaded. Mm. So the term diversity is loaded. Yeah. Because now that we see diversity, people go, all right, cool. We need black women in the battles so, in the so, back. So and it's like, that's not how, so, that's not how so it works. This- conversation sort of leads on to our next sort of um point our next talking point yeah which is what do we want to see in british film and television yeah now for me mm. i think like you said every time is loaded yeah we're now in this space in life where we're constantly talking about uh our race and what people can and can't do yeah just you know what is appropriate for someone's culture what's mm. inappropriate who's invited to the cookout who's not like yeah, yeah. what people you know all of this stuff 100 and i feel like really and truly mm. from the bottom of my heart what i want to see in british film and tv and what i want to be a part of in british film and tv is the creation of interesting stories yeah from my people 100 percent that's it. 100%. Like I just want to <coughs> excuse me. Write these amazing stories cuz I always say naturally mm. the people that I'm going to write mm. are going to be black. Yeah. I am not saying take away the shine from white people. No. I'm not saying that. Give them the shine. Keep the shine. Yeah, man. But there's also enough shine to go around. We shall be shining everywhere. Do you know what I mean? That is, there's enough shine <laughs> for all of us to have. Yeah, yeah. Let us shine. Please. You know what I mean? Like, like a it, diamond. It's, it's absolutely fine for me to shine as 100. well as um, my girl, Laurie Nunn, to shine. Well, the Do you thing, get what I'm well, saying? Well, like, this is the thing. Let, because, the, let her because, shine. Because Netflix, BBC, Channel 4 and Sky, who are all companies that work in Britain, on, aren't out here 
fighting over white content, but they are fighting over black content. They are going, oh, there's a show about this content over here, so we can't do that over there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they're what? doing it they're doing it when it's genre. They're yeah. going, it's too many there's too many horrors. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going, there's too many white content. There's no. too many white people in Well, I mean, wasn't there recently a article um about there being too many black horrors when there's been like three? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when, what when are my we frust- doing? Yeah. When my frustration is this is the thing, this is what happens when 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 important issues get co-opted by white companies. I'm sorry, but this is the truth. The issue isn't the fact that there are too many um, black horrors. The issue is the fact that companies aren't intelligent enough to make something different to get out. Oof. That's the that's the problem. Well, this is the thing because what we're, these companies <laughs> these companies you know what comes first? Go on. The money comes ka-ching, first. Ka-ching. But money then, but comes then, first. But then I would argue. It's about but making argue. money moves. But I'd I am argue, not going to invest in something. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele made get out yeah that was a risk but do you know how much it made at the box office but, but that was a hold on yeah that was a risk i don't it know was how, a much, risk. how much was the budget four mil right that was a risk allegedly four mil allegedly yeah. allegedly yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. you never know they lie about marketing you know? and shit. yeah yeah <laughs> that was a massive risk for jordan peele to 100. make that amazing film i like it out beautiful film daniel kaluuya you're the one bro always, you're the one always and forever you are the one i will find you um yeah, man. so you know that was a massive risk for him to make that film yeah and the way it blew up, yeah, it, I, f- I feel like it was the perfect time for it to come out. 100%. The way it blew up, it, it was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Well, yeah. Dollar signs yeah. in every company's eyes. Yeah. And they go, okay, we need to make more of this. But, they don't say anything about, yes. oh, let's make more black content. But, it's about this, this but, black thing with horror in it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do that because that obviously makes money. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but... Um, Get Out made 250 million at the box office. That is unheard of, right? Yeah. For a horror, for a low budget horror, very low budget horror. Us did good numbers, didn't do the same. Um, Get Out also got nominated for Oscars. Crazy, amazing. That was a success financially. Yeah. Some of these other films, Ma, um, the one with Janelle Monet. Um, Janelle Yeah, the one, the one that's kind of like injured, in, but not the in, one when she when she, antebellum. Antebellum, yes. Did that um, come out? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's from Sky. Um, Ma, Antebellum. Um, what else? Uh, Candyman. Mm. These films haven't financially made as much as Get Out, so no. they haven't been financial wins. Well, well, well we've but seen. Then, but then we've what, maybe seen, well, they, they've, the create, they've created we've, an we've, audience. I guess. Well, yeah. well, no, the thing is that. Um, We've seen more pre Get Out. Please name me three. Well, yeah, well, then you'd have to go. Yeah, at the forefront. Well, yeah, you'd have to go back to Candyman, that was made in the fucking eighties or whatever. Right. You know what I mean, and you'd have to have, have those films. They're, yes, they're, they're they're very few and far between. But exactly. Yeah. But after Get Out, it's yeah. like okay, yeah, we can make this. And all yeah. the ones on um, Blumhouse has done with Amazon. Studios yeah, 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 yeah. On there's, Amazon, there's one. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's like they had like a horror sort horror of thing. Yeah, there's section. one that has a black lead, and then there's, no, there's, there's the other ones. One. There's more than one. Or whatever. I haven't, I haven't seen any of them. There's more than one, but um, yeah. um, they had a little whole section, you yeah. know, where it's like horror. You know, black people. Woo. Well, yeah, well, it's and because it's because that... Blumhouse. It's because Blumhouse have found another niche that they're moving on to, yeah. and every one of those movies but goes by the producers and make it out. But the only reason why that's happened is because mm. Get Out did what it did. Yes. If Get Out didn't do what it did, then 
we wouldn't have had any of exactly. these projects. Exactly, but... So the, all the, production companies yeah. want to know and want a guarantee yeah. that you are going to be able to make me money. Yeah, but it's still but it's still not based in content and it's still not, no, based, it's not based in, in making... it's still all. not based in making good individual films. No. So when these critics come out and start complaining and start going, oh, there's too many black films, oh, there's too many black horrors, it's like, well, no, the problem is that every black horror is like, out. And it's like well, why can't we have, why can't we have like a slasher where it's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why can't we, the thing is people have, even even when you look at, when you even when you look at Jordan Peele and you look at him as a writer, yeah. Get Out and Us are completely different. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. even this new one with The Cloud, um, I don't know, I don't know what's called, cloud? with Kiki Palmer oh, and no. Stephen Ewan, but I'm going to be the first one in cinema to watch. <laughs> I can bet you £5,000 right now that's going to be nothing like the other three because he is a visionary. Yeah. But they're treating him like they would have treated Kubrick, like they like yeah. they treat Christopher Nolan, yeah. like they treat Quentin Tarantino, yeah. like they treat Martin Scorsese, like they treat fucking Michael Bay. Do you understand what I'm saying? They yeah. treat, it's, there, there's a different different treatment but it's so frustrating that like it's so frustrating that like even um there was a black british film that came out here that was a horror um the one that we watched um the one that oh um, his house his house oh i love which, that which which was great yeah but still has so much comparisons to get out and it shouldn't yeah it shouldn't it I really shouldn't i didn't get that i, and, I don't know and, i don't get and, that and that's They're that's so different that's the frustration and almost the, the the stupidity of british press where and and critics where it's like well well you know you you'll see a review i was saying this to you yesterday when we went to cinema i was like there is a certain play, way in which black content gets like even described because unfortunately unfortunately unfortunately, Mm. and this is what we're trying to fight against in regards Mm. to rewriting the british story Mm. is that you're seeing what i've done through a black lens and when we send a lot of our stuff to these executives and these heads of development but also through a crafted through a crafted black lens you have crafted as a white person you have crafted this you have crafted this idea of what you believe a black lens to be and now we all we are all forced to look at through that and unfortunately it's not only white people that do this black people do it too yeah and that's I've true. had many conversations with black executives yeah black heads of development yep. of small and big companies yep. that tell me that my stories are almost not black enough facts and it's oh like, my god hold on a second what like, does that mean my, my intention here wasn't her blackness no my intention here was her motive yeah her character yeah what she wanted would a black woman do this would, what do you mean yeah, would a black woman do what, this what, i don't understand you don't, you don't say that I when you look at scarlett johansson i don't understand why a black woman would do x <laughs> yeah yeah what what so black women don't have freedom or agency yeah, yeah. in the way that they it's behave re- it's so constricting well, uh, maybe the rest of the black women in the yeah. world wouldn't do this but my character yeah. does well yeah and but isn't that the point of characters what if we said that to shakespeare <laughs> othello wouldn't do this yeah. macbeth wouldn't macbeth wouldn't kill duncan sorry if you haven't watched Macbeth. Yeah, or you haven't read it. <laughs> like, if you went, if you never went to school. Um, yeah, you know I mean, like, why, why would, why would Juliet? Why would, why would Juliet? Why would she take the pill and kill herself? Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Why would, why would Tybalt not just love Romeo? What yeah. kind of ridiculousness is that? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? How ridiculously, like, I, I compl- I'm completely here for, and I don't want this to sound like we're not here for the conversations of, um, marketability of films. I get it, man. We are in a we are in a industry where your films have to be marketed to a certain degree. They need to be they need to be um, 
It's got to be a certain power, certain um, amount of star power. There has to be a certain amount of accessibility, unless you're making like a real kind of nuanced, like indie avant-garde film. But mm. even with that, it still has an audience. Yeah. I get it. Everything has a slate. But the films in which I'm talking about here, I'm talking about sci-fis that I write. I'm talking about fucking horrors. Mm. I'm talking about fantasy films. I'm just talking about rom-coms. We're not, we're not out here not ready for criticism. Oh, but love, when the criticism is, crit- when the criticism is based on just black. Blackness. Yeah, and half of the time it's either it's half of the time it's a white person that doesn't understand blackness, or it's a black person who's trying to define my blackness. I mean, yeah, it's all it's all I, it's all ridiculous. It, it, this it, has nothing to do with art. It has everything to do, to do with, with how you. Un- it's so political. Yeah, yeah. It has everything to do with how you understand blackness to yeah. be, and it's bollocks. Because yeah. how can how can I how can I how can we ever get? But then but then in the same breath we have we have Instagram where everyone's like black people aren't a monolith. We're not a monolith. Do you know what I mean we need? To we need to uh, we need to see more movies where black men are open and awkward we need to see more movies where black women are sexualized we need to see more movies when black women aren't sexualized we want slavery films we don't want slavery films we want horror you guys want films you want films you want you want a plethora of films you want everything we shouldn't be telling barry jenkins that he shouldn't make um the underground railroad i watched it imelda didn't that show that is that is the best way to understand audience i watched it and i was moved by it and triggered mother said i don't want to watch anything else to do with slavery and she didn't watch it I did not. but she didn't go barry jenkins barry jenkins shouldn't have written it absolutely because not. that's barry taking jenkins, that's taking barry away jenkins his pen as a writer should be able to do whatever he wants if you want to make a thousand slavery films please honey Bro, make a thousand slavery just films. make them good i am just not gonna go and watch it because i am i'm good on that subject yeah. like i do you know it's like you know what you know when you eat a piece of cake and yeah. there's a bit of it left and you're like do you know what i'm good i'm good i'm, gu- I'm actually good i'm good with slavery films thank you so much for what you've done yeah. before in the past yeah i appreciate it it has moved me several times i loved harriet i thought it was a great movie, great movie. shout out to cynthia Riva. she's incredible killed it, killed it. cried yeah but, man um i'm good yeah you know i'm yeah. I, i'm good thank yeah. you thank but even, you but even harriet wasn't necessarily um wasn't even necessarily a um wasn't a wasn't a slave movie. Do you know what no. I mean it was about Harriet Tubman and it was about I mean anything to yeah. do with slaves, I yeah. think, with me, that doesn't necessarily have uh as much nuances as mm. I would prefer. Yeah. If it's not it's not narr- if the narrative is just the same mm. where it's like Slave tries to run away, yeah. or slave falls in love with the slave master, blah, 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 yeah. all that stuff. But to be clear, those things but are be, not. But to be cl- but to be clear, that that is a preference on you as an individual. That is me. That yeah. has nothing has to do with Barry Jenkins not being able to write something, uh, or or exactly, should because exactly. we don't do that to Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has got the same themes throughout the last four films as, that he's written, but because we enjoy them, we don't go. Oh, don't write another thing about a, hist- a, a, calam- a calamity in history. Do you know what I mean he did? <laughs> he did he did he did fucking um inglorious bastards back to back with Django and nobody said oh you shouldn't do that again do you know what I mean yeah. and then he and then he did um and then he did the, what's the one with them in the cabin hateful eight hateful eight and people, great film but yeah. people didn't people say you shouldn't do that do you know what I'm saying people yeah. don't say to Martin Scorsese stop talking about America um American Italians I mean I <laughs> I wish he would because <laughs> you know me I don't care about yeah. that so. but no but for real but again but again you wouldn't we wouldn't ever say to him stop writing that mm. do you know what I'm saying but we we are so, there there's such a like this is where system systemic oppression comes in yeah. whereas even within our own people we're like 
No more of that. More of this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, bro, we can write as many insecures as we want, but what's going to happen is you're going to love insecure and hate the other ones. Yeah, yeah. But the the thing is, I think it does happen across the board. That's the thing. It happens across the board with film. White Mm. film, black film, da 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 da. It Mm. does happen across the board. Yeah. But in the white section yeah. it doesn't happen because of their whiteness no that's the issue of that's the not. fringe you know of course that's not. the nuance there um so so i went off having said all this fun yeah <laughs> what can people expect from us as a hot hunter and what can people expect from this what podcast? you can in my opinion what you can expect from hot honor is um innovative stories every time you can expect heart you can expect content that is trying to push you or trying to entertain you Mm. or trying to tell you something trying to tell you something to be part of a conversation not trying to ram something down your throat we we want to open up open up yeah and and that's not just through that's not just through film that's through the company yeah what we want to do is we want to open a space where hopefully this company can become something like a pivotal space for the the continuation of conversations about black British film and that, and we can mold black British film to being something that isn't just this fucking boring conversation about things that we want and don't want. So we can get to a point where it's like, we're just talking about genres and we can talk Mm. about, man, oh my God, I can't believe that I watched this rom-com and oh man, Boxing Day was great. Or, oh, I hated Boxing Day, but I Mm. loved, but I loved Been So Long. I hated Been So Long, but I loved this. And just because you hate a film that has lots of black people in it, doesn't mean... You hate black people. You hate black people. Unless you're white. I'm joking, I'm joking. Also, it's... (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Pierce Morgan. I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. Don't Um, cancel me. I just feel like, you know, and again, with this critique, I know we're supposed to be signing off, but with this critique of like, Mm. when people critique black films, Mm. they're almost scared to pen it. They're almost scared to say, this was very bad. Yeah, man. Because it's like, I don't want to offend the black people. It's like, well, I mean... Yeah. Treat us like you would treat any other film. We yeah. wouldn't be held to the same bar yeah. as everyone else. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? Let's make sure we put a caveat out, out there to be like, this is our opinion yeah. at HH. And what you're going to expect from us is you're not going to get any bullshit diversity crap from us. You're not going to get any, we're just putting black films on to put black films. We want good black British film and television and podcasts and music and poetry. We want good stories and that's it. And if, if, if anything, if you see anything of ours that gets put out there into the internet or into the sphere or into your, into your cinemas or onto your streaming services, believe that we're putting it there because we believe it's the best thing possible yeah. not because it's black yeah we want no we want to get to a point where every writer can be like bro i'm gonna write this sci-fi because it's sick yeah not because hopefully i'll get through this diversity thing i don't want to be i don't want to make a don't want to make a space or a company where i'm just gonna hire some black people at the back or i'm just gonna hire some trans people at the back and hide them and put them on my books i want to hear black trans stories mm. do you know what i mean i don't want to hear them from black trans writers exactly. from black trans writers <laughs> i want to hear from black female 
female writers. I want to hear from black male writers, black non-binary writers, yeah. black gay writers. I want to hear from them. I want to hear from black people. Yeah. Black people. Yeah, That's who I want to hear from. Give I don't I don't want to I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from anybody else saying, "Oh, but look at this black trans character. If it wasn't written by them, yeah. keep it to the side, bro." Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't write it. But when I'm what I'm talking about is like films like Zola. Do you mm-hmm. I mean, I want to I want to see Ooh, stuff yeah. like that. I don't know who wrote it. You might be like, "It was written by Wipers." I don't know. But films like Zola, films like Waves. Mm. Oh, these are uh, Waves was written by a white man. But <laughs> anyway, Not the white man wins example. again. The white man wins again. <laughs> but no, but I want to I want to hear those stories. But then also those are great examples of when it's done right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If Zola was written by a white person, it was done really right. Do you know what I mean? And Waves was done really right because it was because Tyler's character was seen as an individual. Mm. He wasn't seen as a color. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I really want to hear these stories coming from the people that have those perspectives. Mm. And the reason why I want to hear that is because I want to see an industry where it's like, oh, I've never seen a film from that kind of perspective. Yeah. Harriet, I believe, had some beautiful nuance and gentleness to it because it was directed by a woman. Mm. I think the violence was handled in such an interesting way because yeah. it was directed by a woman, by a black woman. Shout out Casey Lemons. Oh, shout out Casey Lemons, you legend. And like the way that she directed Cynthia and the way that Cynthia then portrayed Harriet, bro, when she was out at the, when we just saw the the quote, um, I've I've gone to create a place for to you, place bro, for you, tears yeah. because of how they craft did that film mm. do you understand what I'm saying there's something really beautiful by that just like Jordan Peele and his experience with whiteness mm. and his experience with black people that is why Get Out is so good mm. Ryan Coogler and his understanding of African Americanism mm. and Africanness is why Black Panther is the film that it is today yeah. that doesn't mean white people can't write shit because you, we all watch Django and we think it's amazing but bro when we see Barry Jenkins do Moonlight there's something real beautiful there yeah. and I want to get to a there's point a where tenderness there. I want to get to a point where we're seeing films where these films aren't just like once every 10 years mm. it is your interstellar your dark knight your um what two um one fell over the cuckoo's nest or or your um your all of these all of these white films i mean your good fellas your your, your everything your, your shawshank redemptions mm. your your i mean your all of these films i want it to be like that where it's like our our films are just the same to the point where we're just in a continuous space of film yeah. so that it's not a, it's not like this massive thing to celebrate that Parasite won best film of the year because it's foreign do you know what I mean I want to mm. get to a point where it's like yeah it's Parasite versus Queen and Slim do you know what I mean and that's just it that's because they were the best films out there mm. do you know what I mean and um shout yeah, out to man. Lena Waif. shout out to <laughs> Lena Waif, bro shout out to Lena Doing Waif. A damn and Daniel Kaluuya again and Jodie Turner-Smith killed oh, that gorgeous. shit gorgeous yeah yeah man oh killed goodness. that shit well, yeah, yeah. having said all of this... And do you want to sign, do you want to sign of off this, of anything else? I do, I do. Yeah. I just want to say that um, we appreciate, you know, being able to speak. Yeah. You know, we appreciate being able to be put on a platform where we can have an opinion. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. We're not going to be censored by yeah. And but then, it's, but then isn't it, isn't it, in, sorry to cut you, isn't it interesting that this is a space that we've had to create ourselves? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Um, well, let's hope this is our first one and let's mm. hope that there's many more. Yeah. Um, let's hope that people get involved in the conversation. Um, and for the future of this podcast, there will be reviews yeah. of TV and film. Yeah. Michael specializes in film. I specialize in TV. We do indeed. So we will be reviewing lots of different um, projects that we have recently 
been binging yeah. or watching yeah. or have come across, yeah. um, we will be doing really amazing audio stories as yeah, well. Look out for those. Look out for those. Keep an eye out on those. And we'll just be having these really wonderful cultural conversations. Hopefully uh, yeah. we'll get to a point where we'll be doing interviews. And hopefully doing, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to do a segment like maybe a week or so or a month or so where we'll be doing like just a breakdown on the frustration of pitching projects or yeah. um, working with an agent yeah. or sending your first script or writing your first advice script and, and advice like and all that I kind of stuff. I am a which sucker will be dope. for templates. Yeah, man. I'm a sucker for um, organization. Mm. I write many a template in which we sort of use as a guideline to you know send our pictures or series bibles or whatever it is yeah um i'm happy to divulge any information that might be needed after we did this all ourselves our film school was hardcore because we had to make mistakes in order to learn we did indeed. so we're happy to teach people that don't have to go through the heartbreak and trauma of making their same mistakes If you want advice, please just ask. And also, don't just don't wait for a video. Like, just message us. Yeah, we're just happy. Message us. Very yeah. interactive. Yeah, and we love doing this stuff because yeah. it's what brings us life. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, if there is anything in here that you don't agree with, tell us. We love a good conversation. I love a great conversation. Love a great debate. Love a good conversation. As like, long as it, I think, do you know what? As long as it comes from a place of love and learning, 100%. and understand wanting to understand why someone thinks the way they do, yep. wanting to understand why someone believes what they do, yep. we can go for a drink and we can hash it out. That yeah. is absolutely fine. We enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. If it comes from a place of hate and prejudice yeah. and discrimination, for it in the bin. Not interested. For Please it in the bin. miss me with all of that. Yeah. But if you're like, you know what? I don't believe we need more black stories. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about Let's talk that. about it. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. I'll enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not political. We don't we we don't belong to any party. We don't belong <laughs> no. to we don't belong to anybody but Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, no, but yeah, no. Yeah, if if you if you're if you're genuine, let's chat. If let's you're not, chat. turn it off. Turn it off. Wave your fist in the air and go listen to some. Go talk to your mum. Go talk Just to your mum. Talk to your mother. It's fine. Please, please. Okay. You haven't spoken to her in a while. She needs a call. Anyway, <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you very much for our first show. This yeah. was so much fun. I'm it was excited great. to be doing these every week. Uh, tune in next week for a review. Yeah. Um, that will be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll post up what what the film is. Yeah, we've watched the commentary. I was very very disappointed. In it. We don't need to talk about that. We don't yeah. need to talk about that. Um. Anyway, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Much love, peace. That's it for today. Make sure to follow us or subscribe to us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify, and wherever else you might find us. We love you. Thanks for helping us rewrite the British story in film and TV.